Morning everyone, it's Saturday. This is a delayed episode of Betty Talks Golf this week, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to performance, same performance half the price of those expensive ones. And sure you do nothing else over the next six weeks, so you've plenty of time to check them out at www.seedgolf.com and, and to try them today. Of course, if you're not in Ireland, uh, you can do it sooner than, than you need to over the next six weeks, because your golf courses are probably open. And if you haven't guessed, that's what today's episode is about. We actually have some very, very special guests uh, lined up. So without further ado, roll it there, Colette. So thank you all for pressing play this glorious Saturday morning here in Ireland. And yeah, it's more about our reaction to the news of all golf courses, clubs, ranges, all being closed. Um, and whilst personally, I don't disagree that they need to be closed for the bigger picture of this pandemic, COVID-19, I have a certain niggle about the management of the communication of that closure. But then there's the whole part of golf is outside our mental well-being, exercise, the demographics that play golf. So those under 18, you know, um, they're not able to play. So there's no junior golf. Um, the retirees of our community who would look forward to maybe going out two or three times and meet a limited number of people, which has been the case over here over the last number of months, they can't do that anymore. And in fact, golf courses are closed, so members cannot even walk the grounds. For anybody not in Ireland or isn't aware of the, the regulations I'll cover them quite quickly so from the government point of view we're, we're at a level 5 here in Ireland so that means for your household no visitors and there's no social gatherings except for funerals or weddings and numbers are restricted at those to in around 20 or 25 I believe and thankfully I have no funerals or and, I, and the wedding part is covered for me in terms of um, indoor events there are none no matches um, no events takeaways and uh, sorry, restaurants are takeaway only um, or delivery pubs. And in fact, they were renamed pubs in Ireland the last few weeks to wet pubs. Um, interesting terminology there. But yeah, again, only takeaway points. Um, still a point though. Uh, domestic travel. So we can only travel within five kilometers of, of our home. In terms of in terms of sport, though, this is where it does get a bit confusing. And I suppose the news from the government came out to us on Monday last. Um, in terms of what was open, what was closed, uh, and in terms of sport, um, the restrictions applicable are as follows. So, there's no training or matches should take place. Okay, so that's covered in in that one liner from the government. Sport Ireland went into a bit more detail, in terms of no contact training can continue for school aged children, um but outdoors in pods of 15. Okay, so 15 kids are, are under 18s. Professional elite sports and senior inter-county Gaelic games, horse racing and greyhound racing are permitted to continue, but behind closed doors, so no no crowds, which is fair enough. So professional and elite amateurs, that's what you're talking about there, are should be able to remain playing their sport. All other training activities should be individual only. So yeah, individual only uh, if you're training outside. Um, or maybe inside, so there's a bit of a grey area there as well. Um, but again, just on your own. And no exercise or dance classes are permitted. Um, so no rumba for me anymore. <laughs> uh, gyms, leisure centres, swimming pools closed and exercise within five kilometres of your home. So basically, between Monday and Wednesday evening, golfers would have seen that. And professional golfers and the elite amateurs of the game would have said, OK, well, I can still practice. I'm still good to go. And those of us golfers would have said, OK, Five clients from my home, where's my club? Okay, maybe not for me in some regards, but from personally for me, for Paddy Golf, I'm 40 metres from my golf course. Um, so I was like, okay, I can play on my own, which <laughs> for the most part is, is uh, it would be usual, it's up to the range or, or play four or five holes on my own. Um, there were some contrasting views from politicians throughout Tuesday and Wednesday. Some said no, like Eamon Ryan, Green Party and... and um, Minister for Sport was 
didn't didn't make any statement, but um, some TDs were saying yes, golf is fine, and, and some weren't. Um, and we were waiting and waiting from 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 our governing body, from the GOI, for for communication on that, and and it led to a lot of frustration when that came seven hours before level five was due to commence on on Wednesday, um, saying all golf courses were closed. Now I'll deal with it, okay. I'll deal with. I have a family. I've I've exercises I can be doing. I'm 33 years of age. There's plenty of other things that can keep me busy. But what about all the PGA professionals around the country who got seven hours notice of closure? Um, and what they provide is individual one to one. Um, so yeah, kind of contradicting news there. What about all the businesses, the golf clubs themselves, the businesses who support the industry? Um, they all got seven hours notice. So. That was my level of frustration was the communication of, of said guidelines. No issue with it. No issue with six weeks. My issue was with the, the communication of same. And a worry for, for people across the community who who would use golf more than I do for, for their personal wellness. Um, so instead of a GUI bashing session, because to be fair, they've got a fair bashing the last few days from, from a fair few places. Um, it was more I wanted to put together an episode around uh, people's reactions um, reaction to the news what they're going to stop, start and continue doing over the next six weeks what they're going to look forward to when they come, when we're all back on the fairways maybe people would approach it differently and it's just something we can do as golfers to um, to do more maybe in our own club maybe in our society take ownership of something in the club to try and promote the game in our local community um, use this news or use this pandemic and use especially the next six weeks maybe to um to reach out to new members or reach out to people you know to just start it or just see how people are doing. Um, and is there more that the GOI or, or Golf Ireland can do to, to help support and promote the game? Like, for me, I know there's great work being done. There, there's actually three factions in Ireland. There's the GOI themselves, there's the CGI, Confederation of Golf in Ireland, and there's the Ladies Golf Union. Now, they're all amalgamating into Golf Ireland. I think it's sometime next year. I don't know, is it January 1st or is it... November 2nd with the <laughs> World Handicap System come in. And just on, on communication from the GOI, I was massively impressed with their communications plan and the clarity and the breakdown of the World Handicap System. Um, it was exceptional. And I suppose that was the expectation level I had in terms of communicating news about pandemic pandemic and access to, to golf courses. So, um, yeah, there was a bit of a gap in terms of that quality there. But yeah, is in terms of the three factions of Irish golf, they're all amalgamating. Um, the CGI do fantastic work. There's great programs there, like um, the Get Into Golf for All, Golf for All. Ladies Golf Union use them. Ladies Get Into Golf programs. They've helped thousands of, of, of ladies pick up the game in the last couple of years. So, yeah, maybe the GUI does fantastic stuff. We just don't know about it. And again, it's all about communication, transparency, visibility, all those things. But yeah, we're going to get into the episode now in terms of have other people speak. Um, but they're going to cover those few bases and hopefully in, in seven, eight or nine weeks I'll be able to reconnect with the same people and kind of get um, get part two. So um, first up uh, is the first question in terms of, um, yeah, what was your initial reaction to the news? So uh, who do we have on? We have Ken Carney, highly decorated Irish amateur golfer and now graduate of the Edinburgh College of Art Landscape School. Lover of everything old school, has a great approach um, to the game. I have massive respect for him and, and he's running his own golf architecture business from his home in Roscommon, helping loads of clubs in Ireland around the country make social and, and great changes to, to their practice facilities and courses. Um, we've had Eric Keating on as well, co-director with her husband Gary with the Irish Scratch Golf Series, which is indeed for those pros and elite amateurs. She gives her perspective. We've Barry Power, PGA, based out of Drynham Golf Centre in Soares. Barry has 24 years of professional teaching experience and has spent many of those years tirelessly promoting the usefulness of video analysis and golf lessons. Use your phone, people. Record your swings. Part of McLaughlin, fellow golf nut. You'll know him from Twitter. He's a family man, fierce competitor, links man. Um, 40 kilometres away from the north where they're set up to play golf as well, Partick is. Feel for him. And Philip Reid, golf correspondent of the Irish Times and, and author of the Irish Majors and the, and the Cup, gives his reactions. And then also Mark Ruddy, brother to David, down in um, the west of Ireland, but both Thurla's men and Mark is down the general manager of Luke and Golf Club. So it goes with that perspective. So um, Ken runs his own business. How has that been affected? Valerie runs a business for the pros and eight amateurs. Barry is a, is a golf pro, teaching pro. Part of McLaughlin's a player. Philip Reid is 
big into golf. He's a golf correspondent, journalist, and, and Mark Ruddy is the GM for a golf club. So hopefully you could spread of people and let's get stuck in. So first question to all was, what was your initial reaction to the news? And after now a few days has passed, has that reaction changed? Ken Kearney. Uh, initial reaction, Paddy, is uh, one of frustration. Um, frustrated in the first instance that golf has closed down. Um, obviously, we all are golfers and keen golfers, and I work in the golf industry. We can actually continue to work, but um, frustrated more with the communication or lack of communications, and we seemed to be reaching all the time to find the information. Um Information came through late in the evening and hard to engage with people, you know, when, when messages come in the evening. So initially it's frustration. I absolutely understand it uh, and I understand the reasons why. We don't have to agree with all of the reasons why. That's probably for 10 other pods. But, um, you know, my initial reaction is one of frustration. I'd love to be playing golf. Um, I don't think that we're, you know, uh, I, I don't play competitively anymore, but I play golf with couple of my friends I play with my nephew I play with my wife and nothing gives me more pleasure that's my downtime is to just go and play nine holes you know with my wife seven o'clock in the evening I think we're okay but that's just a selfish attitude isn't it um but initial reaction is one of frustration and, and utter disappointment and now Valerie Keating no my reaction hasn't changed I still feel it was a bad decision uh, by Sport Ireland. Um, I feel it's affected. I, I, I really believe that the positives they think they're going to get out of it, um, uh, I'm sorry, the, it, that the negative impact it's going to have is um, it's going to be detrimental to some people, especially older people, where golf is their, really their escape, especially for younger people as well. Um, I just think the whole game is so good for your mental and physical well-being that to take it away when it's such a safe environment to be in is a big, big mistake. Um, I don't believe the five kilometres should apply to golf courses because I think a lot of golf courses are positioned in, you know, they're, they're quite a distance away from towns and, and cities. And um, so I think it should have been uh, one sport they should have allowed people to play. Um, and uh, I haven't changed, my opinion hasn't changed since the announcement. Um, I still feel it's a, it was the wrong decision. And now Barry Power. Well, the initial reaction was one of just big time disappointment. Now, I genuinely thought that we'd more than proven all year that we were uh, COVID compliant and that we were most importantly keeping everybody safe. There's no any sites or um, reports of anyone getting infected, say, while playing golf and then, you know, seeing a transmission in different communities and stuff like that. It just didn't appear to be. I mean, at the end of the day, what was the chances of four guys hitting the ball down the middle of a fairway? <laughs> you don't, don't get that in the PGA so. Tour, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, now I think what's kind of annoying people now at the moment is the whole aspect of, you know, the GA being allowed to play competitive and, you know, golfers are, in a lot of cases, are could be 50 yards away from each other on a first fairway. So I think you can understand that from, from that perspective. But there's just disappointment, I suppose, overall, and just the fact that um, I think we, I, I expected us to be okay five kilometre rule. Now, of course, everybody was going to break that. But still thought that there was probably nothing safer you could do. And even from a mental health uh, point, uh, just so people could have something to look forward to. Even if it was just nine holes once a week, I thought it was, it was always going to be okay. But unfortunately, it was a completely different uh, outcome. Up next, Patrick McLaughlin. Well, my initial reaction was I was very disappointed and annoyed and actually frustrated, angry, to be honest with you. I couldn't believe a decision that, that the government came to. It's, um, I just couldn't see the justification for this decision. You know, it's people's mental health that will suffer greatly from this. You know, out of all the sports, there's no safer place to be than on a golf course. To me, it's a, a zero-risk environment. And golf is safe, you know. And now um, I've written to the GUI an email and they replied, but they, they just gave me the reply that they actually published on social media last night. So it wasn't really a personal reply, but 
if you know what I mean, Paddy. And now Philip Reid. Well, to be honest, Paddy, it, it has changed a bit. Um, I was actually playing golf with uh, Greg Allen, who's a friend of mine, and Dennis Kerr when we were up in Castleknock uh, Golf Club on Wednesday. And we figured it was probably going to be our last game for uh, for some time, based on the assumption that uh, the the lockdown would probably restrict uh, clubs to members who live within 5k. And as it happens, the three of us all live more than 5k from each of our respective clubs. So we were looking at it from the point of view that this is going to be probably our last game for. Uh, four weeks or whatever it was going to be. We didn't see six weeks coming and we didn't see a complete uh, lockdown coming. So we'd literally just finished on the 18th and uh, the statement came in uh, from the GUI literally as we were finishing. And uh, it was a lot of surprise. Uh, my main surprise, though, was the, the complete guillotine that came down saying that all golf was closed and uh, like that the travel restrictions which had been in place in the earlier lockdowns uh, at least gave some people who live close to their golf clubs the opportunity to play and I was expecting something along the lines of that so uh, that was my reaction in terms of saying that has it changed a little bit well it's only changed because I've been talking to so many people and there's been an acceptance even though a lot of anger at the decision that was taken and how it was conveyed, and uh, you know the confusion that existed with some politicians saying that golf was going to be allowed within those 5K, and uh, Eamon Ryan of the Green Party saying that no, golf wasn't included. Now, to be honest, I think some of us maybe took his response as being actually probably not sure whether golf was going to be in or not, and as it turned out that uh, he was actually probably more aware of what was going to happen than, uh, than others were. And finally, Mark Roddy. Uh, initially, I think the reaction was a little bit of shock. Uh, I, I'm a member of the Irish Golf Club Managers Association and uh, and they'd been in contact with uh, the Golfing Unions, which is now Golf Ireland uh, and Mark uh, over there. So uh, it, it was quite positive. At the end of last week, we, I think we all knew come Friday that there was more restrictions coming. But... Uh, we thought that sport might play a part in in these restrictions, but uh, so initially it, it was very it was one of shock, definitely. Uh, and over the last few days, and and the more information that we've received, in in fairness, John McCormick is our president of the Irish Golf Club Association, uh, our Irish uh, Golf uh, Club Managers Association. And he just gave us a little bit of feedback, which, in fairness, all these meetings and uh, policies and procedures that were put forward on behalf of the golfers in Ireland, you can't share everything that was put forward with government. Uh, like we had a, a number of things leaked over the last few weeks, and and we saw the press reaction to those. So. In fairness, it, it was a fair, fair comments that are coming back. Neffet have told governments that they wanted to stop people from uh, travelling around the country, that this is a lockdown, it's a level five, it's it's the highest level of lockdown. So I think all, all sports could have made their case and valid cases, but I think we were represented quite well uh, from the feedback that, uh, that we were given as uh, club managers. And I feel that, look, we might have to stay united as sports in this and uh, and stay safe at the moment. And hopefully we can always review this uh, in two weeks down the line if, if cases start to rapidly reduce, uh, if we feel or the government feel that, uh, that the mental health benefits of sports out there uh, is lacking uh, and that sport should return a little bit quicker. We can always roll back. There's nothing worse than sitting on a bad decision. And I think this government would be, uh, they'd be pinned to the wall uh, by the Irish public if they sat on a bad decision with cases reducing. So I think, look, it will be up for review. I think Mark in Golf Ireland, uh, from his background and uh, his previous roles working alongside Enda Kenny is uh, the ideal person to represent golf at the moment. 
We moved on then to maybe something a bit more personal where is there anything over the next six weeks you're going to stop doing, start doing or continue doing? So back to Ken and we'll continue on the same rota. Yeah, what am I going to stop doing? I'm obviously not going to be traveling as much for work. Um, golfers and golf clubs will not probably want to see much of me. Um, and that's understandable. And committees getting together even, you know, to to meet up and discuss some project work is not probably going to happen much the next six weeks. I'm, I'm going to stop driving. I do about eighty to 90,000 kilometers a year up and down the country doing my work from top of the country to the very bottom of the country and I love doing it and I'm passionate about my job but I'm going to stop doing a bit of that and I'm kind of honestly looking forward to a little bit of downtime there what am I going to start doing I really need to lose some weight <laughs> and I need to start working on my flexibility so I was excited this morning when I saw Barry Carrington has released released his videos again in the lockdown he is the best thing about the lockdown isn't he he's just great Paddy's tips I love it so I'm going to continue. I'm, I'm going to start working on my flexibility in my golf game um, and try to lose a bit of weight. I've got so short off the tee. What am I going to continue doing? I'm 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 going to continue walking. I'm going to continue doing my little bits of exercises, and I'm probably going to continue having a few beers at night time, like everybody else. I'm going to continue to get some new series on Netflix, maybe. Um, and I just really I just read tons. Um, I've just got a couple of books here i've got the aspects of golf course architecture 1925 to 1971 just bought that one and i just bought to prepare myself for um the masters i bought the seven days in augusta the mark canazaro book so got a little bit of reading for the next week uh, i'll read tons of rubbish and i'll reread and all that kind of thing so that's what i'll do excellent stuff i think there is space for a Ken Kearney podcast, by the way, just so you know. Maybe on golf architecture or something like that. I think I think yeah. there's a niche or, or a niche, as they say, for that. Um, yeah. So maybe that's something you could do. Huh? When, when everything is um, settled down, you should come here to my office. It's a pretty interesting place. I'm looking around at the library and the books and things. It's, it's kind of a golf mecca, a little bit of... A little bit oh, my my golf space, but that's yeah, my central, that's my central journey, and one one that I may need a guard to pay a slip for. But, well, by the way, anybody who's interested in golf is interested to come here, and I, I've done I've borrowed I've allowed people to borrow my books, and they're great to look after them and return them. Some of them are you know valuable old books, historical books, but and some people are very generous. They they recently were on Twitter. They they offered to give me some books, so uh, it's a resource, and uh, I'm happy to share it with everybody. Yeah, so we um, started up the Irish Scrap series um, when, and really it was in response to the fact that uh, competitions had been cancelled for amateurs and professionals. And so we started up a, a, a golf series, we started up a golf competition called the Irish Scrap series, and basically it's really for uh, professionals and elite amateurs. And we had an event uh, scheduled for this Monday at the K Club. Uh, we had over 50 booked and they were pre-booked and it was so they were they had, they had paid prepaid so uh, there would be no contact whatsoever um, and we've had to cancel that so um, we are rescheduling for the 7th of December but we're not allowed to hold any competitions or do anything until then so um, in the meantime um, there isn't a whole lot we can do because uh, there is just no opportunity once the golf courses are closed, we can't run our business. We can't run that business. So um, I suppose we'll be just planning for 2021 and hoping golf courses are opened, you know, um, fairly quickly. So um, for me personally, I mean, I'm just going to keep, I'm very fortunate in that I live right on the beach. So I'll keep doing my walking and uh, and we'll walk our golf course, which is only a few kilometres. It's only up the road from us. But um, professionally, it is a it's a big hit for us, and um, because so many people wanted to play it, and so many ca- uh, competitions have been cancelled, so many young professionals also can't even travel. So this was an opportunity for them to to compete in a good, strong field, um, with with a, a substantial prize fund. Um, well, what I very definitely started doing now is focusing a bit more on health and training every day like I've a treadmill here at home and I've weights and bands and stuff like that so I'm looking forward to getting really stuck into that and um, that's something I've kind of missed 
a lot all year because it's been such a busy year. But um, no, I have to say there are elements of the lockdown that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then, of course, there's, there's the missing everybody you teach and their stories and their improvements or their downsides and stuff. But um, look, I plan to do that from, from the back garden this year. Well, normally during the wanted period, uh, we live close to the beach here, probably, and I would do a bit of practice on the beach, so I'll continue with that. Like, it also is actually very good for my mind because I get to hit balls whenever I want. I can knock down to the beach. Um, I walk with my wife maybe five times a week, so I'll continue to do that also. Nothing really has changed for um, actually getting out to play golf. Um, that's the biggest must, to be honest, because I love golf like yourself, and I play five times a week, you know. So, <laughs> and um, I just love actually even playing on my own. I love you know practice the just getting out the fresh air, the challenge of the course, the challenge of your mind against the course. But that's more than that. Like you know, it's um, it's going to be hard for six weeks now. But I will have that wee outlet of being able to go to the beach. And, Go for walks with the wife and stuff like that. During the last lockdown, a lot of walks around Malahide Castle, a lot of walks down the estuary, looking across to the Island Golf Club. I was down there yesterday with the dog, so uh, we've been out, myself and the dog were out yesterday morning. We've been out again this morning, and I'd say that's going to be a morning routine. She comes back absolutely shattered after the walks, and... Uh, She's been sleeping pretty much most of the day. So I say that's pretty much my routine in terms of morning because work actually still goes on uh, with the Irish Times because um, golf tournaments are happening. We've got the build-up to the Masters obviously coming up. Um, and then I also do uh, my other side of things. I'll be doing some uh, GAA, but it's all been done remotely. And uh, I won't be travelling around. So it's all going to be basically from the office here or at home. So the big thing is for me, a general manager of the club is to look after our members. So we have a thousand members, be it active or non-active members or pavilion members at the club. And that ranges from uh, ages 94, I think our oldest member is, down to nine years of age, our, our youngest junior is at the moment. So uh, we will continue to do our weekly newsletters. We have to be a little bit more creative because the results news or, or the pictures of golfers out in the course or, or team news or events going on is not there. So we need to substitute those with possibly quizzes, uh, information about our new development. We're building three new holes uh, at the moment and we started a third of that. So more information about that. But also in the last lockdown, uh, we we had incentives to our members and uh, we issued green fee vouchers. We did reciprocal agreements with, with other golf clubs. So we'll be looking very much at planning ahead to make sure that if golf is to return on, on December 1st or earlier, that we have a series of benefits for our members who stood by us throughout a, a very difficult year, both financially and kind of stopped start as in their golfing season, uh, and, and they've missed out on a lot, uh, that we'll just have elements of benefits that will be there for them kind of coming into the tail end of the season and the tail end of the year. So we're very much working behind the scenes on that and what we can offer our members when they come back. I went on to ask everyone then, seeing as golf was never better for the past few months, when we are back on the fairways, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to? Back to Ken. Um, I'm looking forward to more golfers getting involved in golf and I'm looking forward to new members. We had a great time after the lockdown last time with uh, all the new golfers. I really, really hope that we as a community, a golf community, em embrace our golfers, our new golfers. I hope we look after them. I hope we just don't take their membership dues and send them on their way. There's so much more needs to be done with golfers than just take the money. Um, so I hope we engage with them. Um, there's so much more than just taking memberships and sending them on their way. Golf is a really hard game. The rules are pretty complex. Um, and there's so much more that members can do just to engage them with, with, new, with new golfers. Um, what am I looking forward to? I'm just looking forward to getting back playing golf. Um, I'm looking forward to some new projects that I'm excited about. Um, 
Um, I'm looking forward to actually, I haven't seen all this um, communication or lack of communication or I'm looking forward to maybe starting some communications myself and doing some more, being more proactive rather than sitting here and having a bit of a whinge occasionally. I might start being a little bit more proactive. Well, I just like, I suppose I, I really, really miss being able to just get in the car and go to shops and do some shopping and meeting my family. Um, I know I'd be, you know, my son plays, he's, uh, he plays on the, um, plays a lot of golf and he will be looking, I'll be looking forward to seeing him out playing again. Um, and my husband, um, I'm, I, I take the golf, but, you know, I love golf, but, you know, I, I think one of the things is just the freedom of it, of being able to go and travel and go to restaurants and go shopping and, you know, being able to actually run our events and being busy again. Um, I'm looking forward to the excitement and people, like their reaction and their messages and their videos and stuff like that and that they're looking forward to getting back into it and I think six weeks off for a lot of people now would be you know shakes to be setting in after two or three weeks for sure but um other than that I suppose it's just the excitement of a uh the Christmas coming in the year ahead a lot of people I would find would work in the game during the winter time to have it ready for say Paddy's day of next year no but I, I genuinely believe that the back garden is probably one of the best places that a person can be I, I firmly believe that when you put a golf ball in front of you, you're actually confused with the issue totally. That always brings you back to that famous interview that Butch Harmon and Tiger Woods did with Peter Costas. You'll find it on YouTube. It's a real old clip at this stage. But Peter Costas asked Butch Harmon, uh, how did he implement the change in Tiger's golf swing take us through that process? And Butch says, well, it's very simple. We don't let Tiger hit a ball for three hours. Now, Peter Costas was chucked in a way, and Butch was just, you know, stone cold. <laughs> Because bottom line, what it meant was that for three hours, Tiger was making slow motion drills, what they call forms. That's where Sakey Sake, was fighting the usual, which would be the hips coming in faster than the arms and shoulders. He'd be trying to do what Dustin Rose would do, the arms dropping down on the inside. So trying to catch one up with the other. But the point overall being that when a ball is placed there, you're revved up. You're more likely to be focused on hitting it. So I think fundamentally, the better your game gets, the more you're just totally in the zone with your arms, your swing, the the, the movement, the ball just isn't really there. Competition. I love competition and competing. It's just it's, it's golf to me in a nutshell. You know, it's, you can play, practice all you want, but it's the actual competition and evaluating yourself against the course and the rest of the, the field. You know, it's um, for me, that's what golf is. It's... Uh, <laughs> But with this new world handicapping situation coming on too, I don't know if it'll come in now with what's going on, but I suppose I'll stop that, will it? No, WHS is coming in, yeah, November 2nd, and it'll be available yeah. on the Golfnet website, so we'll all be able to log on on November 2nd and see if we've gone up or gone down. I think I'll have gone up, you'll, you'll probably go down. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and my best date is, it puts me up to about an eight, I'd say. Um, oh, you've, you've a great swing I see on social media there uh, easy now easy now I won't get out the door <laughs> I won't the head won't fit out the door I am I'm looking forward to just getting out on the fairways again um, to be honest uh, you know uh, as a family actually for the first time uh, my wife only started playing golf this year and my two younger kids uh, were playing as well they're up in the up in Rogenstown now with uh, Jeff Lockery and Joe Murray are the two uh, teaching pros up there and they're fantastic. So it was probably the first year as a family we were looking forward to really enjoying our golf. And although it was uh, hit early on, which we we were so long out away because we were over 5Ks from the course, we couldn't play. And with that lockdown, we actually really enjoyed over the summer and uh, played as much as we could. And it's the first time that we've got to enjoy golf with kids and my wife and myself all playing together. Not great golf in terms of uh, different abilities, but as as the summer has gone on, uh, I think golf has shown itself to be the sport for all ages, all abilities, and for men and for women and for boys and for girls. It is the ultimate sport in terms of, uh, from a family point of view. 
So I will certainly be looking back whenever the opportunity comes. I'm looking at it and I don't see us playing again this year. I think when the six weeks is up, there could be another reason why it's going to be extended. And I would say that we're probably looking at early next year or even into the spring before you're going to be able to get out and play the type of golf and as much golf as you want to play, unfortunately. I, I think the big, the exciting part is that we have a junior program that we started this year. So starting off at the grassroots and, and they will receive some coaching during this lockdown. But we also are looking at elements of how we can include them around the Christmas time. So getting people back onto the course we have a nice program for our juniors. Then we look at a kind of a festive calendar for our members with our with our GUI and ILGU committees on site that have worked extra hard to get events uh, for our members this year. So I think it's it's the smile of your Joe blogs or Mary blogs in the car park that see each other for the first time in six weeks and just chat briefly about the bad times but then extend their conversation on how are you, how are the kids, how are the nephews, and how is your golf today, various things like that. It's the social element uh, and uh, the colour of people's faces nearly brighten up in the car park as, as they roll in and they look at the fairways and the greens uh, and get ready for their game of golf because uh, it's a huge social outlet for a lot of people. And what we found was that a lot of people that were unfortunately on short-term leave or let go during the period, golf was their sanity outlet. Uh, so we had a lot of publicans uh, that were playing golf, both visitors and members. Uh, so... I know a lot of them uh, really, really enjoyed their golf and it was a structure for them. Yes, it's not eight hours work in the day, but it was a five-hour period that they could communicate with people, uh, enjoy some activity out in the fairways and sometimes win a prize. So like, it, it's only good uh, for people to return and, and our members just... Coming into Christmas, it'll be a, a huge outlet uh, for them, especially in the Dublin area. When you get back to golf, will you... Now, I know that you have a very unique, refreshing, modern kind of... Um, I respect your approach and attitude towards the game immensely. So will you approach the game differently, given, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder? Um. I don't know. Um, I used to get so worked up about golf. I, it, it was such an intense process for me when I was playing it competitively. Uh, I think I started to enjoy golf a lot more after the competitive stuff. I certainly started to enjoy golf a lot more when I started to read about golf. When you start to educate yourself and your mind and your intellect around golf and what's important and um did obviously done a lot of research for my golf. It's not just all about golf design, but it's about how golfers react and how they engage with golf. So, um, would I approach the game differently? I, I don't know. I think I'm evolving as a golfer. I'm certainly getting worse. My handicap has gone to three handicap. Um, but I think I'm still twice it. as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> If not yeah. more. <laughs> oh man! And if I played more, I would be eleven. But <laughs> uh, I just don't play any competitive golf. It doesn't really turn me on putting a card in my pocket, actually. But uh, I just and love the engagement with the landscape and getting out there and hitting balls. And I was in Malone Golf Club uh, on Tuesday for work. We're just finishing up our project there for a few weeks and there was a guy was walking like down the 10th fairway with his dog and I was saying that's just the coolest thing we, we just like there are golf clubs that don't that actually prohibit dogs from going with their with their owners like what's that about <laughs> but anyway no, um, yeah golf golf isn't just about having a card in your hand uh, it's about so much more than that and I think people need to understand that they would they would enjoy their experience more if they didn't get so worked up about it well, our events were always very COVID friendly um, in that we made sure that uh, there was minimal contact at all. And so uh, we will we continue doing that with the Irish Scratch Series. Um, am I going to do anything differently? 
uh, well, hope I just, you know, I want to start enjoying life, you know, really start, you know, to be able to go and see friends and go to restaurants and um, I probably will appreciate it a lot more, but I think we're kind of tired of it now and the appreciation is, <laughs> it's it's wearing us all a little down. So um, I think we'll just approach approach our professionally, we'll approach our golf events at the exact same way. Um, for me, myself, I'm going to definitely enjoy Christmas. Well, I approach it differently. Uh, I'll probably be a bit more enthusiastic. Like I'm, I'm kind of well known for being kind of uh, full of energy when I'm teaching people but no I would say I'll just genuinely be looking forward to getting people ready for the season next year and I think unfortunately I think a lot of people not that they leave it too late like what I would be very used to is a guy coming in to me say in October or November or December where he's struggled all year say it's a bad shot it could be a shank out of nowhere or a block out of nowhere or whatever it is but I think people will tend to think of it as being like an average like problem so they have themselves fooled into thinking oh they've six months of practice ahead of them when it might only take six minutes to finish to fix it <laughs> so people shaking their head walking away from it last one it was pretty common thing but like you just have you know you don't have to feel sorry sometimes for people in that situation i just firmly believe that if they if any player gets into a groove of recording their own golf swing I think you're very quickly going to improve. Like you'll spot something yourself if it's right or wrong. So I think the closer we can get uh, the general golf and public to record their own golf swings, I think the, the better their game is going to get. No, no, well, we've been in this uh, situation now since since we come back. And um, we're well used to putt buddies, social distance, and uh, returning the card. You, know, you mark your own card. You sign the, 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 your competitor's name on the card, keep their score on, you, on, the, on the side. You get into the scorer's office on your own, nobody there. So nothing's going to change. I think that'll be in for a long time, to be honest with you. It's just, just getting out and competing. That's that's what I love. And that's what I want to do. That's, that's what I miss. No, I, don't, I, I think we probably cherish it a bit more. Because what, when, when you don't have something, absence makes the heart grow fonder in some ways. So uh, I, I, I think what we've learned um, with a, a large number of people coming back into golf, you know, people who were playing it when they were younger and perhaps gave it up either for to pursue GAA or rugby or other sports, or when they started families, the time wasn't there to play golf. I think there's an appreciation now of just what golf gives you and how rewarding it can be. And in terms of mental health and in terms of physical exercise, you know, it, it is actually a great sport. And I think a lot of people who had forgotten how good it was will actually, you know, if you looked at the timesheets, certainly in the Dublin area for the last few months, it was very difficult to get on timesheets for competitions on Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, which, you know, you, you might hear some complaints about it and how hard it is. But it's actually a good thing because it shows how vibrant the uh, the sport is. And I think going forward, I think clubs will have learned. They will appreciate our members a lot more as well. And uh, I think the members will appreciate the courses and the conditioning of the courses this year, like certainly the ones I've played, has been absolutely fantastic. I know during the lockdown where green keepers basically had to course for themselves, they were able to get a lot of work in that probably they wouldn't have been in normal circumstances. But it's to their credit that all the way through this year, courses invariably have been in absolutely top-notch condition. And I think that's the standard that has been set and the one that members and clubs themselves will expect going forward. I think the big thing this year, Paddy, is our members, our members are playing a lot more golf. And so on years gone by, the, the model in golf clubs are a little bit different. So you could have your private members club that would be 90, 95% members round and a, and a snippet of visitor or guest round. And then you could have uh, your more public golf course that relies on its green fee revenue to balance the books at the end of the year. So we just have to look at the rounds played and the utilization of the T-sheet from our members and make sure that they have enough of that T-sheet to get their golf in. So it's not that we're closing the door to the public, but we're just prioritizing our members 
times and rounds uh, for the remainder of the season if we get back on the fairways this year and also into 2021. The model changes and with that model changing, uh, finance, the financial models change also because uh, you'll reduce the amount of possibly guest or society green fees but you also you give more benefits for your membership and your retention of membership would be very strong if you were very uh, members focused. So we look at that model now in the, in the coming weeks uh, with, with meetings over Zoom and, uh, and letters and communications going out to our various committees on how we want to utilise our T-sheet for our members golf and also so allowing the public or potential new members to have access to the course as well. So that balance is probably the, the biggest thing that we'd be changing on the return to golf. Can we as golfers maybe, or maybe the GUI or Golf Ireland or whatever fancy expensive logo they're going to, going to put in the team, do more to support and promote the game? What do you think? course we can do more everybody and, and we all have a responsibility it's not just the GUI or Golf Ireland but the GUI and Golf Ireland are supposed to be leading us quote unquote uh, I think that's been lacking this week particularly um, Doesn't we don't need to go over the old ground here we understand the reasons why but can we do more for sure we can uh, but we just need to start looking at it a little bit differently uh, you know, three hole golf courses, six hole golf courses, short courses, short game areas. I mean, if, imagine if, if you have like five acres anywhere around Dublin, you build like it's a short game area and putting greens and the Himalaya style thing and pitch and putt and bring your kids out in the evening and grandparents can bring their grandchildren out for three holes on the wee course. It's, that's how people become engaged with the game. It's the most. I'm always amazed that we go to, we introduce people to golf and the first place we bring them, because a lot of clubs don't have great facilities, they should have and there's no reason why they can't. The first tee, which is like right beside the biggest window in the clubhouse usually, right beside the car park where everybody is and you ask this girl or fella to get up and now away you go down there. Like it's just the most brutal experience in the world. So... uh, I think the facilities need to be looked at. I think our outlook, uh, there are so many time-strapped people nowadays. People are struggling to survive, pay their mortgages, travel to work, commute, in traffic for hours every day. Surely they would love to go for a walk for an hour at a golf facility in a nice landscape. It's not it's not that complex, but we don't provide those facilities in Ireland. Um, and we don't provide, like, okay, we've got some nice facilities but they're for kind of the elite players but what about the beginners or the guys who just want to go and have a three holes for an hour and have a beer that's why not do it um, and it doesn't have you know, the urban centres is where that needs to start and we have land banks it doesn't have to be 150 acres five acres you give me five acres and I can give you one of the coolest engagements for an hour in golf that you're ever going to have uh, so that's like we just need to look at stuff differently, and that's where the GUI and Golf Ireland need to engage with me, with people like me, uh, and, you know, and ask our views about it and what can we do and can we do it differently? And it doesn't like smart design doesn't cost any more than really shitty design, you know, it doesn't cost any more to do it really well than do it poorly. So why not engage with some people who understand this stuff and have a knowledge around it? reach out we're we're here to you know help the game and that's all we want to do certainly that's all i want to do yeah i mean we at sea point here we have um a fantastic junior program which is run by carla reynolds from the ilgu we're really lucky to have carla carla does an amazing job in the ilgu um to promote uh women's golf and uh and she's an, an incredible with uh, the with our junior program and um, I think that there's a lot of gaps in the system that could be filled um, I think it's very hard when an amateur turns professional and um, I think I know that Team Ireland do a great job but I think that could be you know definitely I think that professional young professional golfers could be supported more and um, 
I feel as well there's a bit of a gap between the men's uh, like under 18 uh ladies and ladies and men's and then into um sorry under 18 junior golf into ladies and men's golf there's a bit of a gap there that could be filled um you know in that they kind of fall through the cracks a little bit there um but I I think that the communication um could be a little bit better from the the, the senior management um, in the way they communicate big announcements like this. Um, I mean, we only heard on um, Wednesday, if I'm right to say, yeah, it was Wednesday, um, that the golf courses were shutting. That was just too late, you know, um, for, for all golf clubs, for all businesses associated with the golf clubs. You know, that was very, very late. And I just feel that that could have been a little bit um, communicated a little bit better and a bit earlier to golfers around Ireland. I know CGI was set up for kind of that purpose, but I do think that the GOI could do an awful lot more than what's been done. Um, I feel and see it every day where people have joined golf clubs and just got left behind. Like I remember a lady came into me one day was actually a Vanguard and I won't mention the club that she joined anyway, but she paid 1300 euro to join the golf club and nobody played golf with her. Now, I couldn't believe that. Like, I mean, if a Vanguard who was full of enthusiasm, full of energy when she came in for a lesson, what chance does a normal lady who might not be as bubbly and as confident have of actually uh, getting out there and forming friends and, and getting out and playing golf? Like, I just, that, I found that very hard to deal with because somebody like me and other golf pros out there, we're all in the business of growing the game and starting people off in the game. So we do the hard part. We get them up and running. They're improving. They're getting better. And then all of a sudden, nobody will play with them. Like, that kind of really saddened me now when I saw that. This is a real prominent golf club and, you know, and lots of lady members in it. So that's an area where I think certain clubs could definitely improve at. I know, I know a couple who are very good at it. Donna Bate there with, I saw they did a ladies get into golf program and stuff. And then, then they created, once that was done, they created like a buddy pro program, which meant that a member took uh, a beginner under their wing and they played golf with them once a week for nine holes. And that continued like for nearly a whole year. But on the, on the idea that at the end of it, that that beginner then would do the same for someone else coming in. They've been unbelievably um, uh, successful with that, uh, with that strategy. I'm not sure about that, no, probably, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Our club this year now got 70 new members that never played golf before, and it's because of the, the lockdowns and stopping their work. They had to find an outlet for they couldn't go to gyms and whatnot. But I, I see that they're from all walks of life, all different jobs, and uh, I think golf's a very inclusive game. That's my not when I started playing golf back in the 70s. It certainly was. Uh, a class system, you know, and the lower man mightn't have gone. In fact, they were chased off the course. But <laughs> to, to golf come a long way, I think. And um, I can't, well, the way, the way it's going, I think it's, it's going grand. It's just getting to play. I think the numbers are there. Like, you know, if you look at even globally, um, Ireland has one of the highest percentage uh, in terms of populations of uh, of playing, of of people who play golf. I think uh, Canada ourselves and possibly Sweden and uh, Scotland are at the very top end of, in terms of per capita, the golf and participation. So I think the numbers are there. I think what needs to probably improve from Golf Ireland, which is going to be the, the, the new format in terms of that the GUI and the ILG are, are joining up, as we all know. So Golf Ireland's role uh, in terms of promoting is to make sure that members are looked after, I think. Um, I think there might have been a bit of a feeling that, you know, uh, club members probably didn't get the best deal or the best information about what was happening. And uh, they will look, I suppose, to Gulf Ireland now as, as, a new, as a new governing body going forward to provide communication to them as well as they can that we are all in this basically together as golfers and that you're going to be looked after. 
Like, if we look at the various associations that would have had, uh, would have had probably some feedback from them associations heading into the meeting with Sports Ireland. Look, we've uh, we've the CGI, we've the Irish Golf Club Managers Associations, we've Greenkeeping Ireland, we've the GUI, the ILGU, the PGA. Like, we have various associations. And they all have their own branding, marketing about promoting the game. I think everyone, let's say the new age golfer in the last three years, knows that they can access a golf course. Not every golf course is a private members club or a resort course. Nearly in every community in the town, uh, in the town's lands around Ireland, there's a golf course within 10, 15 kilometres. So, Accessibility to the game, uh, it, it's there for everyone. Uh, promotion, look, we are missing that Park Harrington effect. And I think we both have grown up uh, remembering Park uh, being very successful. And he kind of had the, the Irish Tiger Woods effect where, where kids were running to the golf course. I think the, the big thing in Ireland is when we get the golfers, retention and like the association like CGI help us very much with that. They they set us up benchmarks and they help us with the marketing. There's policy and procedure documents on their website. Uh, the PGA, they, they have a new boss man over in England. Yes, it's not very much favoured towards the Irish market, a lot of their marketing, but they still help our professionals today. Our professionals today have the tools to promote the game. Social media, we see some of the best professionals on social media. Uh, and look, everyone's there. We just need the next Padraig Harrington. Yes, we had Shane last year, fantastic, but I think he can't do it on his own. Uh, these new pros uh, coming through, uh, you have Gavin Moynihan, you have uh, Jonathan Caldwell and so on. And, and Team Ireland there is growing another 14, 15 potential Padraig Harrington. So I think if we have, uh, if we have someone up there with Shane, so if Shane is off, some week and not playing that we someone else we remember McGinley McDowell uh, Gary Murphy Padraig Carrington uh, Peter Lowry uh, we had various of people each week on the European tour that we could we could follow now we potentially have one or two and one or two of those guys are probably new to the game so it, they're still finding their feet but I think the way Golf Ireland is growing and Team Ireland is growing, we will have uh, someone to kind of send our kids out aspiring to be in, in the coming years. So I think we're doing very well, like various uh, social media uh, pages, various podcasts like yourself, various golf clubs, professionals. We're all doing quite well. Can we do more? Yes, definitely. Uh, we just continue to do what we're doing and a little bit more. So maybe more often that we promote golf and maybe that we get on Sky Sports with some advertising. But in a whole, I think all those associations, be it Falls Ireland or the ones that I've just named, I think they're all doing very well for the game and, and helping to promote it. That wraps up the episode. I want to give a massive thank you to Ken Kearney Valerie Keating, Barry Power, Philip Reid, Party McLaughlin and Mark Hurley for their input, their honesty, their transparency, their time. And I look forward to catching up with them all in seven or eight weeks' time and see how we're all feeling and our reaction to hopefully we'll be back in the fairways by then. Um, it'll be December. Uh, my Christmas tree will be up. Um, hopefully with some more seed golf pods under it or uh, maybe something from Druid's Golf or P2 Grips or some other Irish golf company um, hopefully a couple of beers as well actually what I'd love to have under the tree is um, my first golf architecture book my wife does listen to this podcast so I'm safe not putting it out there um, but I'll buy it for myself Ken Carney was kind enough to recommend one so um, I definitely know which one to, to hit up Amazon or Google Google the deep dark depths to try and find it um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode I hope you're enjoying your Saturday or whatever day you're listening to this and wherever you're listening to it. If you've liked it or if you've listened to other episodes and you like them, 
do leave a review wherever you do listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think you can leave, you can leave reviews on. But um, yeah, if you like it, subscribe to it. We'll talk to you next week. And um, yeah, next week's episode is with Hugh Foley. I was meant to go out um, on Wednesday, but with the flow of everything that went on this week, I said we want to give Hugh Foley his time in the sun. Um, there wasn't much sun in Rossapena when he won the close, um, but it was a great chat. I look forward to putting that out next Wednesday. So you've only got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to wait for the next episode. So um, thank you all for listening. Until we tee up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.